0: Breathing in air the fake ain't phony they're just seeing impaired cause you believe what you see and believe what ain't there the real world is twisted and to me it ain't fair cause greedy people seem to need what ain't there and all these broke people ain't seeing they share don't believe in lies believe in eyes when they stare getting by Welcome to the voices in my head this is a podcast about my daily musings and conspiracy theories My brain works different for most people that may be a good or bad thing depending on your viewpoint. The powers to be want everyone to think we only have two choices, A or B. You're either left or right, liberal or conservative, Democrat or Republican. I'm always looking for options C, D, E, or F. There are always more than two choices. Today I want to talk about police reform. Back in about 2018-2019 is when the real anti-cop movement really started. And it began with. that's when BLM really started getting um, more notoriety, more press. And they were attacking the police because they were saying that police were targeting black people, mainly black men, and indiscriminately killing them in the streets. Not discussing whether that's actually true or not. Then what the power is to be, when they started that, the opposite reaction then became back the blue. So you only had two choices. Either you supported BLM and their anti-cop movement, which later turned into Defund the police after George Floyd was murdered. So either back that or your only other option is back the blue. Once again, it's an A or B binary proposition. I accept neither of those. I personally believe we need police officers. We need good police officers. We need to remove the bad police officers out of the force. The problem is, is the culture and the policing system is what is totally corrupt and Unredeemable. We cannot fix it. It needs to be built up from scratch. So I'm going to go look at a couple of articles that I came across that actually shows the problem within the uh, policing community, within the the um, the actual industry of the police department. So I came across this article last week, and it was published uh, April 26th on W E A U News, which is up in Wisconsin, and the headline is Taylor County Sheriff asks demoted deputy charged with misconduct in office back to duty after five years on paid leave. Now I didn't say that wrong. It was five years on paid leave, not unpaid, but paid. So this man has had a five year paid vacation because he's been charged with misconduct and they're still investigating this. Now, if if you look up the article, basically what was happening is there was the TV show Cold Justice was looking at some cold case files that they had. This uh, detective, who was the detective at the time, was giving the TV show documents and information that he was not supposed to give or not authorized to give. So there was a, um, an issue with that, that he got into trouble with providing the TV show physical documents and also electronic documents that he, he was not authorized to do. So they suspended him, they demoted him, and they suspended him, uh, pending further investigation. But they, with the police department, this is the problem. When they suspend somebody, it's paid. So they basically get a paid vacation while this outcome is, um, being determined. So this gentleman, this uh, former detective, who has then has um, been demoted, has been on paid year paid leave for five years. So for the past sixty months, he's been making his hundred thousand a year salary. So they paid him five hundred thousand dollars, or half a million dollars, to sit at home and do nothing. Now I'm sure. We would all love that gig. I would love a gig where I can sit at home, do nothing, no expectations. I can sleep in as much as I want. There's no stress of the job. Uh, Obviously, being a police officer is dangerous. I don't have to worry about being shot at. My wife or a significant other doesn't have to worry about the knock on the door in the middle of the night saying your partner or your significant other has been shot and killed or in the hospital. None of that. $500,000 they have paid him. Now the sheriff is saying, hey, we want you to come back to work because we can't keep on paying you. The problem with the culture is they can't make a decision. It's either demote the guy, slap his wrist, put it in his file, bring him back to work, retrain him, or fire him, cut him loose. In the real world, this never happens. If you're on a job and you get in trouble, they're going to do one of two things. They're either going to write you up. They're going to give you a uh, verbal or written counseling saying, "If you ever do this again, we're firing you. Some jobs will actually suspend people. Not many jobs will do that. And if they suspend you, it is without pay. Or they, they've just fired you. They cut you loose. And the decision is immediate. There, there is not, I mean, it may take a, a week or two. But if you violate company policy at your corporation, they're going to fire you immediately. I mean, I've seen this happen multiple times on my job, and it's more so if people uh, violate the security policies. They give someone their badge that they're not supposed to, or it's something egregious. And if it's not uh, worthy of firing, then usually they get a formal write-up that goes into the file, and they're told, you ever do this again, we're fire- firing you immediately. That That's one of the, the issues within the culture, is that they can't hold police officers accountable. The other one, this one happened back in um, November, and it was down in Florida. It was in Sunrise, Florida, and it was it involved a Sergeant Christopher Pulleys, who's been uh, on the force for numerous years because he's a sergeant, a supervisor. So basically what happened in this situation, the Sunrise police were called out to a disturbance or an incident. A black gentleman was eventually arrested he was cuffed he was put in the back of the police car his uh one foot is still out of the police car but he is not being violent he's not resisting he's just being mouthy he's he's talking crap to the the officers there and this is one of the most egregious crimes you can ever commit against a police officer and it's called contempt of cop you disrespect the cop many things are going to happen you can be arrested you can be thrown to the ground and tased, or worst case, there's a death sentence where you get shot, and then the police officer says he he thought your cell phone was a gun and he feared for his safety and, and he killed you. Even though you get arrested and you go to jail and the DA will eventually drop the charges because there is no charge, this is just an unwritten rule within the police department. If you get a mouthy suspect, you, you can do many things to him legally or without any recourse. Uh, numerous cases of Cops planting evidence, uh, drugs on people, throwing them to the ground saying he was resisting or was getting violent. Then you have four or five cops on top of the guy and they're telling him he's not complying. He's resisting because he can't physically move with four or five people standing or kneeling on your back, your arms, your neck. And then they start tasing you because you're not complying. So back to the story. This gentleman is in the um, back of the car. He's getting mouthy. During this whole time, Sergeant Pulleys was not on scene. He then shows up. And they actually have a recording of the the situation of what was going on. It starts off when the officer, the recording starts off with the officer saying, we need to figure out what's going on. The subject says, I, expletive, wasn't, and y'all, and it's unintelligible, following me. If I open fire on one, two, or three, I told y'all, officer, sir, are you threatening? Are you threatening us with that? Doesn't sound like threatening to me. Then uh, he's in the back of the police car at this time. He's handcuffed. Sergeant Police then resides um, are on the scene. And he, he walks up to the police car with this uh, black gentleman in the back seat, handcuffed. The sergeant has his mace in his hand. Now, the suspect is not being violent. He's just being mouthy. The suspect sees him and says, you going to mace me? Mace me. And I guess he's challenging him, daring him to mace me. Police says, Look at me, expletive. You want to play expletive games. You ever disrespect my expletive officers, I will remove your expletive soul from your expletive body. So, Sergeant Police here threatened to kill this man. Now, this was in November of 2021. Now, remember, we already had George Floyd take place and the riots and the protests over police brutality on black men sunrise was about to have that again even if all sergeant sur- police did was just mace this guy this would have been riots there would have been protests it would have been unrest in sunrise Florida so here the tension instead of de-escalating the situation which what a senior officer should have done or just said close the door take him down book it book him let him let him mouth off in the back of the car or when he gets out of the jail we're done talking with him no sergeant police his ego had the, uh, got it overinflated, his ego got it the best of him, so he's threatening to kill this man. A female officer who was on the scene the whole time goes up behind Sergeant police, grabs his utility belt and pulls him backwards. Now all this is on video. All the body cams have this, and they have been released. so anybody can go out there and watch these these videos. She pulls police back, because she doesn't want another George Floyd incident. at least that's what I'm thinking sergeant police turns around and grabs her by the throat and this is all on video two you see her his hand around he's roid raging at this point point. and he says to this officer the expletive don't ever expletive touch me again the female officer sir police get the expletive off officer again sir so police goes back to the uh gentleman in the back of the car and just says are we clear they i guess they close the door he gets the other officers, he tells them, everybody turn off your expletive cameras. So, whatever he was about to say about that female police officer pulling him back, saving Sunrise from riots and looting and, and the whole protest, he turned off because he, he was probably going to verbally humiliate her and demean her in front of her co-workers. Now, since then, Sergeant Police has been placed on desk duty, He's still making a salary after choking a police officer. And the DA is trying to determine if they're going to charge him with a crime. So once again, when you look at the culture of the police department, think about what would happen if you went up to a police officer and grabbed them by the throat. Most likely you're going to be thrown. You will be arrested. That's guaranteed. On top of that, you're probably going to be thrown to the ground, either tased or shot somewhere in between there. And the DA would never would not even be considering Charges, It would be filed. You'd be in jail that night. You would have to bond out. I'm sure the bond would be very high. And the DUA would not even be, there would be no consideration. There would definitely be charges against you. You're going to have to hire an attorney and fight the the charges, whether they were mitigated, whether there was reason for you to try to put your hand around an officer's throat. But if you're a police officer, the DA does not want to charge police officers unless the crime is extremely egregious or it's politically expedient for the DA. They're not charging police officers. So here a person who just happens to be a police officer chokes a female police officer, and there are no charges. And it took two months for the incident to be reported out to the press. So this happened in November. It came to late in January of 2022. There are still no charges against this sergeant. Now, I am sure the female police officer is being pressured by her co-workers not to file criminal charges there is a saying within the police department you go along to get along which means you turn a blind eye to what you see your fellow police officers doing wrong because you need to have them back you up and there's an iran rule you 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 collaborate my story i'll collaborate your story when you do something bad this is the culture of the police department we don't have this in real life we don't have this at in regular jobs, if you're on your job and you choke a coworker, you're going to get fired. <laughs> there is really going to be no second chances about this, unless hey, it was a mutual combat situation. They attacked me, I ta- and then most likely everybody's getting fired. I was at one job one time where I had a coworker who was somewhat of a loose cannon. He he got in trouble with his boss one evening uh, boss yelled at him threatened him with his job then to write him up i mean it was uh, don't know all the details all i know is he stayed he went home stayed up all night drinking coffee working himself up into a frenzy he came into the next morning and he went down to the lobby waiting for his boss to walk in his boss walks into his yo- lobby and he starts yelling at the boss threatening to kick his ass threatening to beat him up now while he's doing this in front of all, several other coworkers, one of those coworkers happened to be this man's director who heard the threats of physical violence. And also the director's boss, the VP of the department, heard the physical threats. The director was smart enough to grab him, you know, pull him aside and say, look, obviously you're, you're upset. Go home, take the day off. We'll resolve this tomorrow. So she was able to de-escalate the situation. She got him out of the building. He went home. The next day, right as he walks into the building, into the lobby, security's waiting for him. They grab him, throw him in the conference room. HR is sitting there. You're fired. You threatened a coworker with physical violence. We had multiple witnesses. Your, your employment here is terminated. He was fired that moment. There was no six months later. We're still trying to figure out what to do with this situation. He's not allowed back. He was not allowed back into work. They took his badge. They deactivated all his security profiles. He was out the door. Probably took no more than 30 minutes as they explained. The whole write-up is here's everything's uh, what was happening to you. Well, we see with the police department; they have special rights. They have different rights. They are the true sovereign citizens of this country because they don't—they have—they have a different set of rules that apply to police officers than to the average citizen. They should be held to a higher standard, not a lower standard. So then, also, I want to show you a, a recording, or I'm going to actually play a recording that I'm going to cue up here in a second. This was uh, an IA investigation down in New Smyrna Beach. There is a gentleman that does cop watching, First Amendment audits, uh, civil rights investigations, and he likes to film the police or do things to see how police interact with him. So he's down in uh, New Smyrna Beach, Florida. He's outside a bar with a sign that says, God bless the homeless. And he looks like he's homeless. He's dressed that way with the hoodie, a backpack, and it's a sign written on a piece of cardboard. It wasn't a print, printed uh, sign. It was just a piece of cardboard that someone got a magic marker, wrote, God bless the homeless veterans. And he was standing outside the bar on this sidewalk. So he's in public, on public property. The bar manager didn't like him out there, tried to run him off. He wouldn't leave. They called the police. First police officer shows up tried to get information, tried to get him to move along. He said, nope, I'm legally allowed to stand here. I'm on public property. I'm exercising my First Amendment right, uh, freedom of speech, and freedom of religion. I'm not going anyway, anywhere. He would, And then the police officer tried to identify him. He refused to identify him because he was not breaking any uh, laws. He was every he, Everything he was doing was lawful. He called his partner, who was a more senior officer but stole a patrolman, comes up. The patrolman's ego got involved right away. The Perlman, uh started challenging him, trying to run him off, trying to get his ID. The um, person that was doing the filming got mouthy with him. Once again, the contempt of cop going on, started getting mouthy with him, telling him he was not breaking the law. The officer was saying, you're panhandling because he looked like a homeless person, even though the person filming had a body cam showing that he never asked anybody for any money. And if anybody did offer him money, he always refused. So he was saying, nope, I'm perfectly within my rights. I'm just standing here with a sign saying, God bless the homeless. God bless, you know, God bless the homeless veterans. The police officer then, because of the contempt of cop, says he was going to detain him for panhandling, cuffs him, takes him back to his car, searches him. He had a legal firearm on him. He had a concealed carry permit, so he removed his firearm took his wallet out, ID'd him, and then placed him in the back of the police car, telling him he had to answer his questions. The gentleman then said, I have uh, a right, I want my attorney during any questioning. The police officer told him, you don't have the right to have an attorney when we're questioning you on the side of the road. You have to answer my questions. So he, the, the guy just said, nope, I'm shutting up. The police officer then gets on the radio, calls his supervisor, a sergeant, and explains, hey, this is what happened. The supervisor asked him, what crime were you investigating? What's your reasonable or articulable suspicion that a crime has been committed? Or about to be committed, that you were able to detain him in cuffs and put him in and search him and do that. He says, Well, he was panhandling. The sergeant informs him, There is no law against panhandling. It does not exist. He says, He thought New Smyrna had an ordinance that you couldn't panhandle. He said, Nope, there is no ordinance in New Smyrna saying you can't panhandle. Then he said, Well, Florida has a law you can panhandle. The sergeant once again said, No, Florida does not have panhandle. You have no crime to have an investigative detainment, cuff him and search him and put him in the back of the car. And the sergeant actually said to him, on the, because the, uh, the general had the body cam, said, you have violated almost every right this guy has, and I hope he doesn't push it. Well, he did, because he had an I- IA investigation, and all this is on his YouTube channel. It's called Honor Your Oath Civil Rights Investigations, if you want to go out there and search through all the IA investigations. And he had actually obtained, through uh, Freedom of Information Act, all the IA investigation recordings and all the body cameras. So now the final video clip that I'm going to play is one where the chief of police has the officer that arrested and detained him and the union rep that is with him. So what I'm going to play right now is a section of what the union rep says and this is really shows what police officers think about citizens and citizens that exercise their rights. So you're going to hear some scruffling in the background and that's the person that's recording uh moving the camera around a bit but then you're going to hear uh the union rep for union rep uh first um this this so this is the union rep talking now he was baiting. okay so the union rep thinks if a citizen exercises his constitutional rights you're baiting the police officers so if i exercise my fifth amendment right to not answer questions i exercise my fourth amendment rights to not id i don't i am secure in my person and possessions and property i'm not going to id you're baiting the police officer no question no question and the one person saying no question was the chief of police saying no question so this is the top guy thinks if you exercise your rights you're baiting the police officers yeah and he he baited him and and he's admitted to so you he baited him he's pointing to the officer that arrested him or cuffed him he so said he he baited him and he and the cop was stupid enough to fall for it To, to some, making some mistakes there don't think it was intentional didn't go in there too intentionally you know it wasn't a, for lack of a better term pissing off the police thing or anything like that i watched the video my opinion i didn't think it was that bad i think the guy had a minimal detention he wasn't thrown to the ground. He wasn't tased. Did you get that? As long as the police don't throw you to the ground, tase you, shoot you, the, the violation of your rights is only minimal. So I guess if you violate a woman sexually, it's only minimal, depending on how much you do it or how often you do it, or if you rob a bank, depending on how much money you get away with, it's minimal. So that—that's the thinking of the police department. That is the culture. That it is. He violated his rights. He cuffed him. He took his possessions. He took his firearm illegally. He searched him illegally. He detained him illegally. He refused to allow him to talk to his attorney. And that's only minimal because he wasn't thrown to the ground and taped. That is the culture of the police department. This is what we're fighting. It's it's, And I can see why people say you have to defund the police. No, we don't need to defund the police. We need to get rid of this type of culture that officers can be put on Paid administratively for five years, make a hundred thousand dollars a year or half a million dollars during that five years and do nothing to earn that money. You have police officers that physically assault their fellow police officers and no repercussions. And I think with that police officer, he's probably close to retirement and they're probably gonna try to run the clock out so he can retire. And make this thing go away. And that female police officer that was choked, I guarantee is being pressured not to press charges and just to let it go. And then you have the union rep and the police chief in New Smyrna that thinks if you exercise your constitutional rights, you're baiting a police officer. And if they violate your rights, it's really not that bad because they didn't throw you to ground, tase you or shoot you. This is where we're getting to. So once again, guys, it's not about defund the police because I'm not there. It's not about back the blow because I do not back this stuff. This this is insane. This is unconstitutional. This is un-American. This is Nazi Germany. This is 1930 Gestapo type crap that we're seeing here. And the mentality of the chief of police and the union rep says why we have the type of problems that we have. So I hope um, everybody's enjoyed this, uh, my inaugural podcast. And stay tuned for more good stuff like this.